The following audio is from Fellowship Church in Nederland, Texas. Our mission, to love God, love others, and make disciples. For more information about Fellowship, visit fellowshiptx.org. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to our podcast or our video for the viewers watching on Facebook. My name is Julian Martinez. I'm the associate pastor here at Fellowship Church, and I'm sitting here with Daniel, our lead pastor. Uh, man, it was another great Sunday. Yeah, it was. We uh, had a great crowd Sunday, yeah. and uh, Cameron did a great job leading worship. You stole like, that from me. I was going to say uh, that. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of like, what's going on? Why is Julian on stage? You're like, we just want to change things up every now and then. Keep people on their toes. It was funny. I ran into several people like, is Daniel here? I said, yeah. Where's he at? He's right over there. <laughs> they thought I was preaching. Yeah. And yep. so, uh, no, it was a good Sunday. And, you know... It's kind of cliche. I feel like we say that a lot, but it has felt that way, hasn't it? Since the beginning of the year, just oh, kind of yeah. like. There's been some definite momentum, a lot of new families. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited about where we're headed. Yeah, we've tons of people in our equipped classes. Mm-hmm. And just, um, I feel like people are kind of catching the vision. That's uh, Yeah, it's definitely set us up with, with a whole new set of problems, too. we got to figure out yeah. where to put people and all mm-hmm. that, which is, that's the problems you want to have is. Right figured out you know new classroom space and and all that good stuff yeah and and i think you said it last week it's been a long time coming we've been talking about this since march 2020 and i i feel like before covid you know we had the we are fellowship series and Mm -hmm. the ball had started rolling then Mm -hmm. i feel like and you know everybody has to deal with covid and we dealt with it and i think it's a we're on a downward slope now or upward i don't know how to to say that let's call it an upward slope yeah (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're we're on the better end of it. Better end of it. Either yeah, way. Sure. So, yeah. but uh, talking about vision and uh, casting vision, you've been on the series uh, Move Twenty Twenty One. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah. And uh, and and our four words are gather, grow, give, go, and you've mm-hmm. been able to set it up as um, we do all these things to actually go. Right. I don't know what you're going to do with go. You're going to go to go, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we get there, as they say. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know, you said we uh, we gather to, to, to go and really talked about differently, you know, a different look on just church in general. And, mm. and we grow to go. And uh, this week you're talking about giving. Yeah. We give to go. Yeah. Usually when you talk about giving, two things happen. People's ears perk up and people's ears shut down. Mm, yeah. So, uh, but I think you did a great job and, mm-hmm. uh, really kind of, in my opinion, I think you went in a different direction than everybody thinks most pastors are going to go mm. right. And giving, because I've heard some pastors, I've heard a lot of pastors, uh, talk about giving. Some are very afraid to do it. Some do it too loosely, I think. Mm. And, uh, and there's always some kind of complaint, right? That, that you know they weren't delicate enough or they you know weren't aggressive enough Mm -hmm. or they you know and so some of the things you said yesterday in the sermon really made me think you know like i've never heard it that way before or you know the way you put it and and i liked how it was so scripturally based you know Mm -hmm. so sometimes as a preacher uh when you get up there to give a sermon you know the more you can rely on the bible to make the point the better oh yeah it makes my job so much easier if i'm not (laughs) trying to give my opinion for sure because then there's no gray area right yeah you can't argue with it i mean it's right there in the book and and that's the you know that's always been in my opinion the right approach is i'm not trying to guilt people into anything i just want to show you what the bible says and if you choose to surrender to that then Mm. then good for you and if not then 
Yeah. You know, that's your decision. Yeah. And so one of the things you said, uh, which I thought was really interesting, is uh, you said that tithing is not giving. Mm. That it's different. You said that tithing is not giving because it's already agreeing with God what he's laid claim to. So uh, I think that's interesting because I feel like everybody thinks giving is tithing. Mm. And so um, it's kind of a two part question, right? You obviously you obviously came into it as if this is something we should already know and do. Right. And that you really didn't unpack it a whole lot because you feel that the body of Christ should be there already. Yeah. And tithing. Correct. Yeah. So to me, tithing is it's a give me. It's a it's one of those basic foundational you know, Christian principles that we should be doing, just like reading our Bible and praying. Sure. Yeah. And so it's kind of a two-part question. What do you say to people who don't really feel like they need to tithe uh, or, or for whatever reason, that the church already has enough money or, you know, that's the money they work hard for? How, how do you, what do you say to that person who's sitting in church and saying, yeah, this isn't for me because I, you know, that's that's my money? Yeah, I would say to that person, um, that, that they should maybe evaluate their heart and decide if Jesus is Lord or not. Hmm. Um, there's a, there's a point, uh, when we come to salvation where we surrender to Christ, right? We, we, we choose at that point that his way is the best way. And you have to come to a point to where, you know, you surrender everything to him and that absolutely includes your finances. And so finances are one of those areas that you feel like, man, I need to remain in control of this. Then is Jesus really Lord? Hmm. Because, I mean, it's clear in Scripture um, that there's that expectation. You know, Um, a lot of people try to pull that and say, well, it's not a New Testament principle and all this. That's just not true. Hmm. And to be honest with you, at one point I was one of those people. Yeah. I used to think, well, you know, the New Testament is not there really. You know, Jesus really talks more about giving and not so much about tithing, and, and that's not really a, a New Testament principle. But as I look through the pages of the New Testament, just like Sunday, I feel like it's it's assumed, right? right. Jesus, yeah. when he's talking to the religious leaders, I read the scripture in Matthew twenty three twenty three Sunday where he's getting on to them for being so meticulous with their tithe, but they don't care about, um, you know, they don't care about people. Sure. And, and he yeah. says, uh, do the do the first, yeah, tithe, but also, uh, you should be actually caring about people and tithing for the right reasons, mm-hmm. giving for the right reasons, you know. Um, so I think that uh, I think that that's very much a lordship thing. I think it's uh, if if there's this spirit of rebellion uh, against what the word of God says, then I would say that that's a lordship issue, and and you need to decide is Jesus Lord or is He not? Yeah, like we accept if we're going to accept the things that Jesus has already commanded us to Mm -hmm. do, let's take the 10 commandments for instance. Yeah. If we're going to accept those, we're not going to accept those as something that is being kept from us because of whatever reason. Right. Right. God doesn't say don't commit adultery so that I could not have this experience in my lustful nature. Yeah. Right. And keep it from me. You know, I understand it as Jesus is the Lord of my life and mm-hmm. he doesn't want me to break a command that he already has established. Right. And because of that, I don't commit adultery. Yeah. Right. And my desire changes. Right. If I was a lustful person pre-salvation, 
then my desire changes as I grow in sanctification and right. I no longer lust the way I used to right. or lust at all right. for and, and commit adultery. And so to me, that's the way I, you know, what you said is perfect, right? It's lordship. Yeah. If I hold my money so close that that's because that's the root of all evil is the love of money. Yeah. It's what he said, right? Yeah. That's a big deal is that we fall in love with money. Look at right. the rich young ruler, right? That was his thing he, that kept him away from yeah. salvation. He had all the other stuff nailed down. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Jesus said, this is a problem for you. Get mm. rid of the problem and come on. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes I think it's easy for people to categorize that in their head. Okay. Mm. I just don't cheat on my wife anymore. But if the heart is still not too, right? It's, yeah, if the heart is still rebellious, then, I mean, you can't pick and choose categories to let Jesus be Lord of. Yeah. It's it's either all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't say, well, I'm going to let him be Lord of my morality, but I'm not going to let him be Lord of my money. Yeah. That's, that's not how this works. Either he's Lord or he's not. You surrender completely or you don't surrender at all. That's yeah. that, the definition. That's what surrender is. I think the analogy I'm trying to connect is he's like, you know, if you lust with your heart, then you're still lust. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you're already yeah. committed adultery. Yeah. And so with your heart, if you haven't let go of that money or if you haven't let go, even if you are tithing. Yeah. But and, you still and have you're, a rebellious it's nature. a rebellious yeah. nature. Then you're not tithing for the right reasons. You said that. Yeah. So, you know, that's the one person. Right? Mm-hmm. There's two different people sitting in the room, I think. And the one says, nah, I don't need to do that. And you're saying that's a that's a rebellious heart. Mm-hmm. They probably need to check themselves. Yeah. Is Jesus Lord of your life? Yeah. What about the other person? What do you say to the person who genuinely wants to give? Um, they genuinely want to tithe. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. They genuinely want to tithe because they know that's what God requires of them. However, they are terrified because they don't think they're going to be able to make ends meet with the 90%. Mm. And let me just open this up with, I used to be that way. Mm. Right. And not that I didn't want to give or even felt that, you know, I wanted to have the faith, but because of the situation I had placed myself in, you know, I wasn't giving God my first fruits. And so by the time all the bills were paid, it was going to make it real hard to make it to the Mm. end of the pay period. If I would have tithed kind of thing. And so what do you say to those people? Because I think there's a lot of those people out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. And and to be honest with you, um, you know, I think everybody's been in that position at some point in their life. Most people, if um, they were honest. Yeah, yeah. If they're honest. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, you know, throughout their life at different points, maybe have struggled financially. Uh, I can certainly remember when Becca and I first got married, we were not mm-hmm. um, financially even comfortable. I would say, you know. Yeah. Um, I think some of that is. Um, acknowledging for some people, I think it's acknowledging um, that they need to evaluate priorities financially. You know, maybe they, they have money for going, you know, to go out to eat all the time Mm -hmm. or they have money uh, to have, you know, the latest, greatest iPhone or they're buying, you know, the newest Xbox or whatever. Yeah. They have money for that. But then when it comes to tie, they're like, well, I financially, I just strapped right now. I can't do it. You know, so I think some, yeah, I think some of that is priorities. Um, You know, tithing should be first is what, is what we read in Proverbs. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the first fruit. And so we got to start with that. And then we work through all the other stuff. And if you start with that, then it's, it's a lot easier when you, that first thing that you write is, 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 you know, sending off that tithe. That's, that makes it easier. Um, but then there absolutely are people who are, you know, 
they're prudent with their money, but they're still financially strapped. Mm. And I think that comes, um, you know, the, the answer there is is faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we read this, the scripture Sunday in Malachi 3 where he says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there'll be food in my house and uh, put me to the test. Right. And he says, says the Lord of hosts. That's that's a intentional phrase, right? The Lord of angel army. We know the song, God of angel armies, yeah. right? This is the God who controls all things, hmm. right? Um, he says, and then he says, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Hmm. So what's God saying there? He's saying, if you trust me in this, give me what I'm telling you I've already laid claim to. If you trust me in this, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. I'm going to take care of you. And I get that that's a really hard decision when you are financially in a bond. Um, but it, it comes down to faith. You know, mm-hmm. do you trust that God can provide for you? And Jesus even said, Matthew six, he says, don't be anxious about your life, you know, with what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or your body or what you put on. He says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then he uses this illustration. He talks about the birds, of the air and how they have all that they need. And he basically says, you know, God loves you more than he loves the birds in the air. Yeah. You know, he's going to provide for you. He's going to care for you. So I think, you know, ultimately that, that comes down to faith. And again, I, I get that's a, a very difficult thing. Uh, but again, I think that, you know, are we going, are we going to trust that God's way is the best way All right. and, and give ourselves to that in faith and trust that, you know, if I do what he tells me to do, is he going to provide? Yeah, definitely a level of faith, but also selflessness, right? Yeah, so the first part is that selflessness of, of mm-hmm. priorities. Like, what you know, maybe you don't buy the nicest new clothes or you don't buy the nice, you know, the brand new car or whatever. Right. You, you sacrifice in those areas so that you can give God what he's claimed to be his. And, and again, like I said, Sunday, it's all about perspective. If you start off with the view that 10% is his, he's laid claim to it. Yeah. Um, then it's a lot easier. You don't spend that. Yeah. Right? You don't view that as something that you can spend because it's not yours. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't view... Uh, my check when it comes in, you know, I don't view that whatever percentage that the government takes as mine, right? They take it <laughs> off. They take it off the top, right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't. I don't expect to spend that ever because I know that's. Sure. I, it's not mine. I don't get. To, I don't get to keep it. Yeah, you didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we can all argue uh, about taxes and 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 all that. People sure. have different opinions about that, but what we're talking about is God proclaiming that that's his. And so mm-hmm. you can argue what you want about government and taxes and all that. And I get that, but you can't argue with God because if again it goes back to if he's lord, mm. then he said 10% is his and then you have to view that as that's not even mine to spend. Yeah. yeah. You know, and God says in Malachi like you have robbed me. Yeah. Right? He yeah. he makes it real clear to them that they have robbed him and I don't know that people today want to look at it that way mm. but that's exactly how god sees it yeah that's how right? he sees it yeah that when you're not trusting god with at least the tenth yeah. right when you're not trusting him with the tenth which should be the easiest he's he says you've robbed me yeah because they're just and i think you summed it up really good and we'll talk a little more about it in a second that we give to go yeah and if we're if we're not tithing to go because i think you could say that too absolutely yeah, yeah. Then how are we gonna go right right I mean, we all know what it takes to make things happen yeah and uh and and if we looked at it more in my opinion as the ability to reach people with our tithe mm. rather than 
keeping the lights on at the church or whatever. Yeah. You know what? Let's not pay the light bill. Let's just meet outside. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll have more which, money to which is people. what's going to happen if, if people don't tithe then we're well, going to continue to meet we're going to continue to do what god's calls yeah. to do and that's fine um but we, we, it's like you said you can't view it as well i got to tithe so i can pay the bills or mm-hmm. you know pay all these different things on the church budget that's not our motive for this our motive right. behind tithing is you know f- uh, surrender in faith it's it's obedience it's mm-hmm. god says this is what i'm supposed to do so i'm just going to do it yeah whether i can feel comfortable with it or not i'm going to do it because he says this is what i'm supposed to do and he's one number he's the lord of my life and number two i trust him with my life yeah yeah trust is a big issue i think yeah um so going off of that right what we spend our money on or how we give uh if giving is an addition to tithing is what what i'm what you're saying correct Mm -hmm. then what does that look like practically like should we set another monthly amount or a percentage or or should we just, you know, when the opportunity arises, give, you know, give what we can kind of thing? Because I think I think there was for me, and I'm not criticizing your sermon, but I think for me, there was kind of this disconnect like, oh, OK, like, how does that look? Do I set aside another 10 percent or do I, you know, mm. or if somebody comes in their need, does that count? How, how, does, how do you flesh that out? Yeah. So for that, that doesn't necessarily even have to come through the church, in my opinion. OK. Giving is. You know, I, I said that at the beginning that it was uh, when we say fellowship gives, what we're talking about is a spirit of generosity. It's you viewing your money as a tool mm-hmm. to, to go and to be used by God. And so, you know, I don't think that that has to be such a like, you know, very promat- programmatic or like ritualistic thing where it's like, well, I got to give this much money above my, mm-hmm. my tithe. If God leads you to that, then great. You know, if you want to. There's different funds that we have set up for that. We have a community outreach fund, and we've got a, a you know member assistance fund. We've got uh, missions, which is uh, above our tithes. Uh, right. There's different areas in which you can give offerings above your tithe. Uh, but also, really, the idea behind that is more that you see someone in need, you have the ability to meet the need, you meet the need yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, in, in, in the text that we looked at, Paul was taking up a special offering to meet some physical needs, some financial needs, mm-hmm. right? And and so sometimes we do that. Yeah, you know, sure. we 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 take up special offerings for special things uh, to meet special needs, and we do that on a reoccurring basis, which we'll talk about when we get to go uh, for for our missionaries. Mm-hmm. And so those are areas in which you can give uh, to, but really uh, the idea behind it is that that you're just you have a generous spirit. And that when mm. you have the ability to give and to meet needs, you do that. Yeah. And, and you're not hoarding your money for yourself. You don't view your money as, you know, yours, but you view it as a tool in which you can, you know, seek and save. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think too, fleshing it out in my, in my brain, you know, I like what you just said that that doesn't have to be funneled through the church. Yeah. Cause that could turn into a real, like, I already gave, you know, sorry, man, I can't help you with the groceries. Or yeah. I don't gave an extra 2% at the church. Yeah. And if you want groceries, go talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that should not be the spirit we right. have. Right. That's not a generous spirit. Right. right. That's, that's a checkbox spirit. Yeah. Right? That's a, that's a religion thing. That's a, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, I'm doing this just because the pastor said I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. If you have a spirit of generosity, then you give when you're able, just like these people. They, they That's what Paul says. They they gave as they were able and then even above that. right? Yeah. They gave sacrificially 
and, and that was born out of a spirit of generosity. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Acts 2, which I read Sunday as well. Obviously, these people uh, were generous with their money. This, this you know, unbelievable generosity that they had where they're selling their land, they're selling yeah. their, their goods so that they can meet the needs that each other have and, and so that no one, you know, goes hungry, so no one goes mm-hmm. without. Um, I think that, that that is what we're talking about when we say fellowship gives is that, that we have this spirit of generosity within us so that when we see someone who, um, that someone has a need, we meet that need. And sometimes, like I said, it is, you know, we'll come up and say, you know, we've, we've got this thing that we're trying to raise money for. Can you help? You know, we got camps that come up. We're trying to yeah. send kids to camp and all this, you know, all that kind of stuff comes up. But it's also like you said, you see a guy on the side of the road who's hungry mm-hmm. and you meet that need. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I think we've talked about this before in a podcast where we we don't give cash to people who are right. on the side of the road, right? Yeah. But we'll meet their need. Yeah, I'll buy somebody a meal. Yeah. I'll buy, I, and I don't even care if they're bamboozling me, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, if, they, if they're telling me some story that I can immediately tell is, is fake, yeah. I'm okay with that, you know? <laughs> because I, he's hungry and I'm, I'm willing to feed him. Yeah, I I feel the same way, but I do think the listeners and the viewers need to hear your story about Walmart the other day. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, because you you I I've I know you have a spirit of generosity and we've we've talked at length about that with each other. Yeah. For years now we've had these discussions and we've met needs when we can. And so <laughs> you yeah. gotta So one, let me say God has changed my heart on that too. Okay. Because there was a period of time where I viewed the guy on the side of the road as some guy that needed he go get a job. Go get a job. I mean, you, yeah. you obviously can stand there and hold a sign all day long. <laughs> go get you a job. Yeah. Um, which there's some truth to that. There is some truth to that. We see yeah. that in scripture too, right? Like, Absolutely. Go work and feed yourself. You don't there's work, honor you don't in eat. that, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, God tells us to love others and yeah. to be generous. And so when I see someone um, who comes and they ask me for money. Um, I will ask them, what, what do you need? Yeah. Do you need gas? Do you need food? Um, and so the other day at yeah, Walmart, some guy came up to me. Uh, we had just <laughs> bought our groceries. Uh, we're getting in the car and a guy walks up and he says, uh, Hey sir, can I, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, what's up, bud? He shows me this, this ID that he had from his job. He's like, I just got laid off from this job. And uh, he did like that quick thing. I don't even know if he like if it was his idea or not. You know, like the like, fake psh, FBI, yeah. like the fake FBI. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, he's like, can I? He's like, my 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 kids are in the car. My wife and my kids are in the car, and and we're hungry. We just need some some meat and some eggs and some bread. And he's like, any way you can help me out. And I said, yeah, I'll go in there and buy you. I said, I don't have any cash, but I'll go in there and buy you some some eggs and some meat and milk yeah. or whatever you need. Now you've got your family with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So your whole they, family is in the van. Yeah, all, it's very inconvenient for you all, to do this. All six of us are <laughs> there. So I leave back in the kids in the car and go in with this guy. Well, first let me say, after I say this, he he pauses for a long. Once you tell time. him, I can buy you groceries. Yeah, yeah, I can buy you groceries. He looks at me and I can tell he's processing. Does he want to go through with this or not? And so. Um, he after a good long pause he says okay yeah and so i go inside and uh it's for, <laughs> he's acting like it's uh you remember the old shopping shows where you go through and it's like shh, you're yeah, just doing all this random grease. stuff yeah, yeah yeah he's doing that so he is he's not going to get meat he's not going to get <laughs> eggs he's not going to get milk he got all the pop tarts he, he, he got two sodas out of the cooler he got 
this uh, rotisserie chicken out of the middle of Walmart. And then he got, starts going and getting down this all this frozen aisle stuff. And he's just grabbing completely random stuff. Like, it's obvious that he is no, there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. He's just grabbing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, ne- I'm thinking, one, when he hesitated, I thought, this is this is a fake story, mm. and he's uh, he's he's not really he's not really trying to get food. He's he's just trying to get money, but he didn't have the heart to say that. Sure. Um, to which, again, I'm okay with that. If you wanna you wanna bamboozle me with that, I, I I'm okay with that. If I'm if I'm meeting a need. So yeah. anyway, we do the whole thing, and we get outside and kind of part ways, and I start walking to my van, and I'm just kind of watching him as I walk to my van. And, he kind of walks down this other aisle and I kind of sat in the van for a little bit and he comes back around again with the basket, pushes the basket with all the groceries into the basket aisle and goes around and start asking people for more money. <laughs> so he obviously wasn't that hungry. Uh, I don't know if he ever went back and got the groceries or not. It looked like he just dumped the groceries and let me buy him $50 worth of groceries without, uh, just because he didn't want to tell me that he yeah. didn't really want groceries. He wanted money. Now I wanted people to hear that story because you and I have similar changes of heart i used to feel the same way and yeah. god worked on my heart to do that and i've been bamboozled but i feel like we use that as an excuse to not even do that yeah right oh no they're just gonna bamboozle me mm-hmm. and not, you know but you know there there have been genuine times where somebody was hungry yeah and i bought them a meal or i bought them groceries and you know what they didn't change and god yeah god wasn't god wasn't leading me to buy them groceries you know, who knows what the outcome of all that is, but they were hungry and I fulfilled a need. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you remember the 10 lepers that Jesus healed? Only one of them came back. They all left with sight. Yeah. Or, I mean, not with sight, but with, you know, without leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other one, the other nine did not worship God or Jesus and, and Jesus still healed them. Yeah. And I feel like, um, sometimes God uses us, to bless somebody else, even though maybe they're not going to change. Yeah, I mean, look at Judas. Jesus washed that dude's feet, knowing that he was going to betray him. <laughs> That's horrible. I mean? Yeah, and uh, I never, I never thought of it that way. But, but, but I, I want listeners and viewers to, to understand. Like, yes, meet the need. Yeah. You know, uh, like we, we don't give cash. I don't give cash. You know, I'll, you know, if somebody says that, hey man, I'm hungry or whatever, or they say, you know, I, I need this or that, or I'm struggling, and I say, what can I do? Like, can I feed you? I'll take you groceries or yeah. whatever. And, uh, and nine times out of 10 that meets the need. And they're very uh, grateful for that. But, yeah. but people don't need to be afraid of the outcome of why they do it. Right. Yeah. The outcome has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with giving you. is not about where it leads. Giving is about your heart being surrendered to what God wants yes. you to be and do. Yeah. That's what giving's about. It, yeah. it, where the money goes is someone bamboozles you it's not about that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's about you being generous. When Jesus says, you know, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was yep. naked. And you clothed me. He didn't say I was lost and you saved me. Right. Like right. that's his, his purpose there was to say, look, I just want you to be generous. Right. You yeah. leave the rest to me. I'll take care of the rest of it. You be generous. Like that guy may, you know, try to swindle every other person in the world and, and never come to know Christ or whatever, but that's not my job to save that dude. My yeah. job is to love him because Jesus told me to love him. And you don't know the outcome either. Yeah, I don't. You I don't know. know where that'll ultimately lead. Yeah. He may one day be like, man, this dude, this preacher guy in the parking lot of Walmart one time bought me groceries and I, mm-hmm. I swindled him, but, <laughs> but he still bought me groceries and yeah. you know, you never know where that'll lead. And I think that's what is important when Paul says like, 
you know, I I planted Apollo's water mm, type yeah. of thing. You know that that these things go off into existence and we never know. And I genuinely feel like when we get to heaven, God's going to reveal to us some of the things that we did. Mm. You know, and we don't see that now. And everybody wants to have the Instagram story, right, mm, of yeah. where they got the recognition from doing whatever. And now the whole world yeah. knows who they are. That's not Christianity. No, that is not Christianity. Christianity no. is doing the thing in secret so God can bless you. Right. And and um, and so I feel like when we get to heaven, our giving, not tithe, but our giving is going to show, man, look at this weird little section of time that went off mm. and this guy got saved or that guy's granddaughter got saved and yeah. you know whatever and uh and god can absolutely and does do that yeah without our knowing we don't know yeah he orchestrates all that he's just looking for your obedience yeah exactly and so i like that you know that doesn't necessarily mean i gotta give 12 percent and the two percent is my giving 10 percent is my tithe but yeah. when you have the opportunity allow god to it could, because you know Somebody can think about that and say, well, I'm never buying a new pair of shoes again, <laughs> you know, because I yeah. don't need it, you know. And and uh, and we talked about that a little bit beforehand. Like you need shoes sometimes. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I buy shoes. <laughs> you need a car. Yeah. You got to gotta have a car yeah. to get point A to point B, especially yeah. here in southeast Texas. One with air conditioning. One with air conditioning, you know, preferably. You, yeah. Yeah. You, you need a place to live. You need bedding. I mean, you've got to have stuff. Yeah. And, and nowhere in the Bible does it tell us not to, to have what we need. Yeah. It's just a mindset of viewing your money as as a tool and, yeah. and, and viewing it as, um, you know, something that you can manipulate to use for God's glory. You know, mm-hmm. if you can buy a cheaper pair of shoes, maybe not buy a pair of Jordans that are $200, but yeah. buy a pair of Nikes that are $40. Yeah, sure. And, and <laughs> if you use that as, you know, everything is just, you know, your car, your yeah. car is a tool to get you from point A to point B. You don't need the Mercedes. Maybe, maybe you just need, you know, the the Chevy to get <laughs> yeah. you from point A to point B, yeah. and you know if you if you have that mindset of this is this is something that is a tool for me to use for God's glory, hmm. and not uh, something that's a tool to bring you comfort and joy in life. And there's no joy in finances. Right. That's what that's what Scripture says all over that that Christ is what gives us joy, hmm. uh, and living on mission for Him and doing what He's called us to do. That's where joy is found. And so you know, if we're trying to buy all this other stuff to bring us joy and that's where we find our joy, then that's become an idol mm. and, it's, and that's yeah. a problem. So we give to go. Mm-hmm. And pretty much we tithe to go, right? Yeah. I would say uh, that, yeah. And maybe some of our viewers or some of the listeners uh, don't actually know all of the things that we accomplish as a church financially. So uh, how do we go corporately? Quote unquote. How, you know, what are some of the things you 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 named a couple things uh, during the sermon, and I get you don't have time for all of it. But yeah, uh, what for those who don't know, we got a lot of new people at our church. We got a lot of new listeners, and uh, what 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 are some of the things fellowship does corporately uh, with the tithe and offering? Yeah, so, um, you know, a, a big thing that we do is is missions, and so if you uh, give your tithe. Your tithe doesn't go to missions. Missions is its own thing. You right. know, you you commit to give whatever you want to give to go help our missionaries. We have, you know, several projects like thirty or something down a list of foreign and local mission projects. But, um, you know, you can give to that, and that's a reoccurring thing that you can sign up to do, or, or you know, when you when you have money, give to it. Um, we we have several things like that. You know, but we have community assistance you can give to and members. I said some of those a while ago, but. 
Um, there's a lot of things too that we do where we don't really even funnel that through the church. You know, right. it's not like we're asking for donations to be able to send it back out for this. Sometimes it's just like you can partner with us to accomplish this goal. Like this during COVID, we um, there were several kids uh, in Port Natchez, uh, one of the schools that we helped with lunches, mm-hmm. and most of that really didn't. I mean, some of it came through and, and then went right back out, but a lot of that was just people went and bought groceries with their own money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would meet up here and put together these little lunch kits or whatever and then pass them out to the schools. Yeah. Um, and so we did that. We did the backpack thing, which really most of that didn't come through our, our budgets either. It was people went and bought the supplies and brought us the backpacks. So those are some corporate ways that we did it. Um, we, you know, we fed the community pizza during COVID. That was one of the things that we bought. We did buy that out of our budget. We, um, we did some repairs on some people's houses after the storm. Um, we helped some people with bills, you know, they had energy bills or, or stuff like that. We, you know, CPS, we have a relationship with CPS. You became like CPS man of the year or something like <laughs> it that. It was not <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> it was something like that. You got some kind of award. Uh, it was uh, their faith-based branch or whatever. We we bought a stove for a family. We bought an air conditioner for a family. And these are like real ministry opportunities where these people are adopting kids and mm-hmm. they need to get their homes up to a certain standard so they can, you know, adopt those kids. And we did that. We uh, we went to Port Arthur and fed this homeless community uh, meals. You know, we're doing stuff constantly. And a lot of this stuff we do every day. You know, every day someone's coming up here asking yeah. for help. Uh, we keep grocery vouchers on hand for people who need help with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we help people with bills all the time. You know, we're constantly helping meet needs. And, you know, as people give, um, that's where that money goes. Yeah. You know? And so we, we do try to do, obviously, a lot of that comes through our budget. You know, we've got budget line items to to do stuff like that. But also, you know, sometimes it's just people getting together. Your class got together and bought uh, Christmas presents for, and, and like really good, like you guys really <laughs> blessed that family, uh, yeah. you know, with Christmas uh, gifts, which was really cool. Uh, and I really like that kind of stuff because it's really cool to gather together. It's, it's like mixing the gather and the, and the give together mm. to go, right? Yeah. You gather together, you're working together to accomplish something. Uh, and you guys just went over there and everybody just got in line and swiped their card for what they had to give at yeah. that point. And uh, you guys were able to buy a ton of stuff for that family. And so stuff like that, you know, we're, we're constantly doing stuff like that. And uh, there's always ways uh, to use your money for God's glory. Yeah. And I think, you know, the reason I asked that question is because I think that's a real question for a lot of people who aren't maybe as involved or mm. aren't uh, don't see the behind the scenes type thing. We're here every day. And we see the everyday things. I mean, yeah. you and I are a big part of everything. So yeah. nothing, I think, happens here that doesn't funnel through us. Right. And uh, and so we're hands-on. We get to see it, but not everybody does. And, right. and I'll tell you, you know, sometimes that's bad on our part because some people are like, I wanted to get involved or I wanted yeah. to know, you know. And so uh, I'll tell you that thing like we did for Christmas, uh, we've done that several years now. And I don't ever, I've never, we've never not had enough money mm. so we just go and usually the ladies are real concerned with the clothes and stuff and the guys just go and pile up toys, in a, toys in a cart yeah. and uh and uh and and it's like eleven hundred dollars <laughs> that the yeah. walmart person is always surprised like are you buying all this stuff like one person and 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 we'll go like i said and everybody will contribute and there's always three or four people left out mm. because and well i had to say it this year like I, well, you want to be a blessing, but everybody wants to help. So, you know, yeah. don't go through all your $500 on this because somebody wants to put their $50 in. Right, right. You know? Um, and so, 
but I love how uh, in your sermon you separated the two. Mm. Yes, tithe. Yeah. We know if you're going to be a faithful, you know, Jesus is Lord of your life Christian, then you should be tithing. Yeah. You know, start that. Start the tithe from the first fruits and uh, and and God will show up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have this in my notes or anything, but I remember one time uh, Melissa and I were obviously poor. <laughs> we were younger. We were mm. just, you know, we had three kids and stuff was really tight. And I had this business. It wasn't a very successful business. It was feast or famine. You know, sometimes mm. we had a lot. Sometimes we didn't. And I did this job. Uh, I was in construction and I did this job and uh, we were real behind and it was a good job. I paid everything off. So this is backwards. Don't take my example, but it was not from the first fruits. We paid everything off. And we had like $200 left. Literally, that's it. We mm. we had not bought groceries yet or nothing. And uh, and Melissa, it, it was her, she said, we need to tithe. And mm. I was like, I don't think you understand. Like, the tithe is $200. You know, that's all we have left. Yeah. And she's like, it doesn't matter, you know. And so we both, by faith, were like, you know, you're right. And and we we gave the tithe. And literally, we had nothing. But God showed up, mm. you know. Like, like the next day I got another little job and I got more jobs, you know, and, mm. and, and God did open the floodgates and I didn't become a millionaire. Right. <laughs> right. But God met my needs, you know, yeah. I mean, literally the next day I had enough money to go buy groceries and, and, you know, and, and we were able to some point get back on track, but, but, you know, I don't know what would have happened if I wouldn't have given. Mm. And, and I think we fear that, but God if God, the creator of heaven and earth, God who breathed breath into your lungs to mm. make you alive, says, I'll take care of you, then there should be this level of trust to where we say, okay. Yeah. You know, with a tenth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a tenth. And you know what? Maybe sometimes you don't have to give the extra. Maybe sometimes yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're really struggling. Yeah. And maybe sometimes you have some where you can give. Yeah. And I think uh, separating the two is perfect. You know, um, we, we definitely want obedient Christians a part of fellowship. Mm, but yeah. not only that, we want people who get the mission of why we give. That's yes. the most important, right? That's the most important about this whole series is that we understand that our goal, what we're aiming ourselves at, is to be effective at seeking and saving the lost. That's, mm-hmm. that's what this whole thing has been about. You know, we're... We don't want to be a church that just exists and runs programs and runs a budget. Yeah, yeah. but never really accomplishes anything. We want to be a church that sees God move. Mm-hmm. We want to be a church that sees um, lives radically changed by the gospel because that's the way it's supposed to be. When you look all through scripture, you look through Acts, you see God moving in these miraculous ways. It should still be that way today. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and we want to see that. We want to experience that. But to do that, we have to start actually moving. We have to start moving in how we live in community. We have to start moving in how we grow mm-hmm. and, and invest in spiritual growth. We have to start moving in how we give and, and sacrifice. If we start living this life that we've been talking about, we will be effective because yeah. God has said that that's what will happen, that this yeah. is the formula. You live for me, you sell out to me, and I'm going to use you to accomplish amazing things. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I honestly think, you know, with the way you know we're going, if people catch this vision, oh, it's gonna blow up. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm not talking about numbers. I'm saying the 
the people's lives lives are going to change and we're going to see people saved and we're going to see the hand of God work in 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 many people's lives. And we already have. I mean, yeah, yeah, there don't 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 get me wrong. We've seen it. Yeah, obviously. And uh, and but but we want to see more of it. Yes. We want to continue to see it. Yeah, we want to continue to see God move. And, you know, we we want to we want to see these. You know, some of these new believers that are coming to, to catch the vision as well and to start you know, yeah. getting focused themselves on making disciples and just see this thing reproduce itself over and over again. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you uh, this afternoon. Uh, stay tuned. We have the sermons. If you didn't hear Sunday sermon, it's on the podcast. Uh, preferably, that's the way you should do it. Listen to the sermon and then listen to the discussion. We can get into a lot more detail that yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see you next time. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening, and we always welcome you to join us at Fellowship Church in Nederland, Texas, where we gather, grow, give, and go.